0: Hi, I'm here today with um, Paola Mariani and Paola is the um, creator and curator of an eco-park in Cabo Verde or otherwise known as Cape Verde and this is specifically on one of the 10 islands I think there are and it's on the island of Sal. So one of the things I'm really eager to explore with Paola is making choices, commitment, and contribution to a society that is originally not necessarily your own. So, thank you very much, Paula, for um, being with me, so that we can explore this journey together. And um,
1: yeah, thank you for inviting
0: me. Yeah, I'm delighted to have you. So, thank you very much for being here on the show. Um, and I want to get started by something that really inspired me on your ted talk because you called yourself a citizen of the planet and you said that um you are italian because your passport says so i think i quote and i thought that was just such a brilliant line and um uh yeah do you want to say a little bit more about that get us started
1: Correct, I'm Italian because so my passport says so. I'm married to an Argentinian man. I live in I live in Cabo Verde. So I'm not so attached to my nationality. <laughs> and and I think of course I love I love the culture of my country, but I can also love cultures of other countries. And I, I happen to be lucky enough to be um to to have been able to live in different places. Um, I'm here in Cabo Verde now. Africa.
2: <laughs>
1: and and of course, I don't mind. I could be here, could be anywhere else. I mean, who knows? Who knows where I'm going to be tomorrow? Mm. But there is one thing. It's, all these places will always be on the same planet. And I think it is our duty as people, as human beings, to care for the planet. So I don't really care about borders and stuff. I'll probably have a state pa- gradient passport very soon. Not that I need it to feel state <laughs> But I will need it to travel e- much easier. Um but yeah I mean it I think I think it's one of the most important concepts for me always. As I've been up started traveling when I was only 19. And the idea was, mom, I'm gone for a couple of months and I'll be back. So I guess I had to, I was having fun, of course. I always had fun while being in first in England and then to Port Ventura and Canary Island and then here. But it was kind of the buildup of my mentality and it opened my mind. So much realizing that hey, yeah, of course I love Italy and I'm Italian and whatever, but there's not a string that attached that me to <laughs> so Italy. I'm not obliged to stay there. There's not a chain that keeps me there. What we call roots can move, which is amazing. So. I think I think I I realized there that it doesn't really matter where I am wherever I am I will love it I will cherish it I will study to discover the best and I will do my best to maybe improve it because that's what my grandma always told me. <laughs> if you go to any place, you know, don't leave it dirty, don't leave it at you should, you know, go enjoy it and. Leave it better than before.
0: Wow, that's quite a an ethos to take with you. And um, and before you went in, in uh, before you went to Cape Verde, you went to Puerto Ventura. And how how critical was that in shaping the plan to end up being in Cape Verde?
1: Well, Puerto Ventura was probably the best thing I've done for my person. First of all, because I met myself in Port Ventura. Mm. I I I had I was twenty years old, so super young. But of course even if you when you mostly when you're young you are so attached to your origins or your mom, your papa, your whatever everything that is around you kind of defines who you are.
2: Mm.
1: So Going to Fuerteventura with a very early age uh, with a crazy idea in my mind, which was go to work to Ventura when I couldn't even speak Spanish. <laughs> 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 zero. I had zero Spanish in my head and I moved to Spain. Um, but that was and I got there and I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anybody. I only got a job because of a person who knew someone who knew someone who knew someone and I was and I've always been very straightforward so I just called this person that I didn't know. I asked for a job. He gave it to me and I went. It was hard to say the least. (laughs) It was terrible for the first couple of weeks. I was like what what am I doing here? Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I mistreating my little own self of 20 years old, being here in the middle of nowhere, knowing nobody? But that was me, getting myself in the opportunity to know who Paula was. With zero attachments, I didn't have friends, neighbors, mama, papa, family, cousin. Nothing, it was just me like a crazy mad little girl, but I'm stubborn, (laughs) I'm really stubborn, and I get to realize it more and more. Don't get better (laughs) with age, (laughs) so that was super important to know Paula and to make that little middle step I needed before moving to Cabo Verde, which is the real deal, which is the real desert island in Africa. Mm. And, you know, Ventura was too easy, it is a very similar island to Cabo Verde in terms of of geology, it's flat, it's dirty, same weather more or less, but that is Europe, and this is not Europe. Mm. Uh, And in Fuerteventura and in Canaria Island, everything is done. So after three years, me and my husband look at each other and we're like, well, if we want to make something new, it's so hard here. And that's when I told him, well, you know, Cabo Verde is just a couple of hours flight down (laughs) south. And I've been there because my father built a hotel here when I was a teenager. So, of course, I always had this little love for Cabo Verde. And after being three years in Canary Island, I'm seeing that I can survive without going shopping every Saturday. I was like, I can do that. I think I can do that. <laughs> and that's when I decided to come. Of course, again, my plan was couple of years, maximum, then it's gone, we do something. I had the same idea that everybody has what when when you go to a foreign country that is developing. And when I got here I realized that. So everybody comes to Sabo Verde thinking, Oh, there is nothing there. I will go, I will do it, I will make a lot of money and then take it and go. And when I realized what that means, I was like, that's wrong. Mm that is wrong to just go to a country, make your own business, do everything possible to earn as much as possible and live. No matter what happens with your business or whatever with the country, with the people, with bah, you're gone. So when I realized that I started to work with a little bit more of interest
2: mm. and really
1: realize in everything i was doing trying to realize it with an interest in the actual country and first of all for me was learning creole mm.
0: yeah taking at the speaking the language that everybody speaks on an everyday basis
1: yeah yeah the official language here is portuguese so yes i had to study that too but their their spoken language is creole which was forbidden until a few years ago before before their independence. So now they are so, so proud of it. And it's actually funnier than Portuguese. So,
0: <laughs> so you now speak, I know you speak several language but languages, but to benefit your life in Cape Verde, you speak Portuguese and Creole.
1: Mm. Portuguese and Creole. I think it is a sign of respect.
0: Mm. And did that, have you... I want to ask two questions in a way does that have did that have you feel more received and was it easier to integrate and be part of the society the local society because you had that linguistic advantage well yes yeah.
1: definitely you feel more affected mm. as, a, as a foreign that makes the effort to speak their own language, which is not mm. an official language, which is a dialect. So really, you you must be very willing <laughs> to learn it. Also, because remember, I cannot marry a ingredient I already have an Argentinian husband. <laughs> you know, <and laughs> when they when they ask me, "Oh, you speak Creole? Ah, oh, you must be uh, you must have a Creole husband." I'm like, no, actually not. I'm like, oh my God, how is this even possible? <laughs> Like, well, you know, and he does speak it too. <laughs> because we both as a couple think it is important mm. to give you know, to give them to, to make them understand that we are interested to be here
2: mm. and be
1: part of the community. Plus, I guess you realize already, I really, really like to talk. So <laughs> Taking off the opportunity to talk to people that would be a healing
0: for me I can't do that <laughs> yeah absolutely you master a language you instantly it's like opening a gateway um and yeah. and when um once you what had you I know you're committed as you said to making a difference you want to leave things better than you are than when you arrived but what had what sowed the seed for the eco park
1: the Eco Park is well, it's been a it's not been easy since the beginning. So I came here with the idea to work for my father on a project that he was just launching. It was a real estate project with health, golf course, blah blah blah. I was supposed to build thousands of houses and I start selling properties. So my job was selling property. I set up the whole selling office. I made all my contracts. I so that was my job. And which I hated, but <laughs> <laughs> by the way, but there was there in that moment, which is beginning of two thousand and seven, um England and Ireland were crazy about Capo Verde. There was this boom of the real estate in Cabo Verde and everybody was buying a home here. So I did a job that I basically hated for a couple of years. Uh but it gave me a great return. I mean houses were selling like crazy until my brother paid. So that's when the world went to. With the crisis, with Oh yes,
0: two thousand eight, of, of course, economic crisis. Yes,
1: that was ding, the world has gone upside down. But we had already started to produce plants. We had my father uh, decided to to start producing plants because he knows how difficult it is to import them from somewhere else, and because we were supposed to make. 400 hectares of development, we were going to need a lot of that. So he makes he set up these uh, these greenhouse and I take care of course of all the documents stuff. I do all the office work for the project, for the greenhouse and the real estate, and then the lawyers and then the clients and then this and that stuff. So it was a lot of uh, my father is the golf passionate and he really wanted to build a golf course. I was just trying to deal with all of these and try to make a sense of what we were doing. Little step behind, my husband has a crazy passion for fun So for years we have been living in apartments in, in Canary Islands and we always had the most amazing little garden even if we only had like little to two square meters of green it was perfect Because camilo is genuinely passionate about plants so when we get here he first started working with me at uh, at selling properties because i really needed people (laughs) and then when i don't need anymore anyone to sell properties he's like oh let me have a look at the clean house And that's when he gets into the actual greenhouse production we do gardens for other projects and And i'm taking care of that and i'm bored because i like plants i appreciate plants but i like to work with people Mm. my thing is people my thing is having contact with people talking different languages at the same time I want mine but I need to work with people so I was here first to work to sell properties because my idea was then to create some kind of botanical garden or tourist project inside the project so I'm there looking at my husband making this greenhouse beautiful and going miles around just to find different plants, go to other islands to find another different plant and, do, do, do. and I see all this passion in him and I'm and I realize what we are doing which is absolutely crazy, making plants in a desert island. Mm. And like someone has to talk about this. What the hell? We're doing amazing. Mm. <laughs> so Fall Island is an island that is tiny. Mm. we have two days of rain per year and that's not a new for me it is two days of rain in the whole year
2: wow
1: so it's completely right salt, mm. salt means salt the only thing we have on the island is a lot of salt
2: Salt, oh, great
1: <laughs> we have salt mines north center south we have a volcano which has salt mines inside i mean it's so salty that we had to call it salt. It, the salt is in the air, is in the soil. If you, if you analyze any part of the soil, there is salt in it. So actually growing anything alive mm. is a miracle. And that became possible thanks to recycled water. Some they're sitting and thinking, I mean, we're using recycled water. We're using solar panels and we're making plans, and we're doing all of this not because we are just uh, worried about the environment. We're doing it because there is no other option. (laughs) Mm,
2: mm.
1: So I wish I could tell you, I was originally a crazy person that just wanted to do everything very, 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 very very eco, but I didn't even know what eco meant back then. but we had no other option what can we mm. I always say when you live in a country that has so little your brain will develop much better because mm. you really have to make your mind up on how to do anything Yeah. get anything done nothing is easy you have to make a an exercise in your head mm. you to have anything to realize. Mm. So first of all, I'm a nerd, so of course that fascinates me. <laughs> and you never get bored. And that also means you never have today the same.
2: Mm.
1: Which could also kill myself. I can I cannot do the same thing every day. I I need I need to have different inputs all the time and that was the problem in south mm. it's completely flat and dry
2: mm.
1: literally we have one road one mm. <laughs> one main road that goes from north to south and that's it it's 18 kilometers road mm. and definitely there is nothing else so of course my my problem was oh my god my mind is getting flat like the island and and I did everything in my power not to let that happen <laughs> I needed my brain to
0: mm, to be stimulated yes, yeah.
1: become a vegetable
0: yeah and and so, so yeah,
1: I lost the point of your question but that's <laughs>
0: So th- it's extraordinary because, um so yeah, I. It's interesting because I did think that maybe you had gone in, or you'd like you say, did you go in with a mission? No, you didn't, and some it it was all kind of organic, and everything was kind of coming together.
1: Oh, yeah, and, that's where I wanted to go. So yeah, I basically transformed myself into water, and decided okay, I cannot, I don't have. When, when the crisis hit, for me, I was 23 years old. Mm. For me, that was, wow, is it really? Mm. I mean, I had, I had no idea what that meant until I had the result from having a queue in front of my office to zero, zero from one day to another. So I'm like and and then things started to happen and change and I was like, oh my God, and how do you deal with life? Right? Mm. That was the first moment in my life that I was like, heck, that's not this thing is not easy. You you have no control. Mm. So how are you supposed to play this game called Life? If you make a plan and and you have no control of it.
0: Mm. And the plan's not and necessarily realize, going to go to plan.
1: That's the fun. So that's also what what one of the concepts that I had in my text. So do not ever lose your final goal. Mm. I mean I never lost my final goal that kept me here that brought me here that was the project. And actually the project went ahead and we did realize the golf course and everything. So But I was not attached to it. Mm. I was not living anymore. And like, oh my God, if that doesn't happen, I am not a person anymore. Mm. (laughs) And when I changed my perspective in that way, I realized that, you know, when I'm not stressed and worried, I can actually make things happen. (laughs) Mm. Maybe other things. But who cares?
0: You were something of a miracle maker, though, really, because you know, essentially, literally from a desert, you created yeah. a botanical garden. Um, and you brought greenery, grass to and
1: actually, that was not just a thing. Sorry if I interrupt, no, not so like how oh, you made it. And I'm like, no, actually, I didn't make the garden, my father made a nisha in a uh, uh, Investment. My husband is the guy who works there. Right. I am only the one that made people realize what that is. Okay. Because for many years people were just driving. We're on the main road, on the on the one <laughs> only road of South. We're next to. it. Okay. With so you are you come to South. You have to drive past the garden nobody was interested can mm. you believe that even if we are on a completely deserted island there is i look the first name was lana which means flat so it's completely flat mm. and completely deserted so you know for me you you in the first time you drive this uh, out you should see it because i mean it, it's a bunch of, it's, the, it's four or five hectares of green
2: <laughs>
1: mm. in the middle of the desert that you should see. But you know what? People wouldn't even notice.
2: Mm, they just or, keep going.
1: Yeah, look and we're like, oh, yeah, whatever. They must be doing something in there. And making people realize that that was interesting, that there was a whole story behind and create all that magic around the park what that was
0: so I see so it 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 stemmed from your father then your husband effectively created it, but you were the one who brought people to it. You were the one yeah. who made people get that it was an uh, an attraction point in of itself.
2: Mm-hmm
1: my father it would just be an abandoned greenhouse because he would would have got bored with all those years of nothing happening so he would have Mm. finished and plants would have died if it was for my husband it would be the most beautiful perfect garden with nobody around because he likes plants much better than people (laughs) So, so I have to work a lot on myself I found yoga in 2010, and that was probably what what helped me organize and 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 really balance all these different account. energies. Mm. Yeah, I actually started practicing Ashtanga yoga, which is probably uh, one of the hardest practices. I was in real need of getting out everything and that and that really helped my soul to mm. realize I had everything I needed I just had to put things together mm. very easily and let things flow mm. without pushing without getting crazy without trying to push too much when it was not the time and it's not easy it's a constant workout mm. and of course there are days that I'm like what why why am I doing this or like when someone comes and and calls me the white lady <laughs> like come on come on come on. <laughs> But
0: before, before you realise, before it became what it is now, which is this phenomenal botanical garden in an eco-park with numerous animals and it's got the golf course as well, before it became the attraction point that brought in the people, were you ever tempted to give up? And is that where the Every yoga played day. a key role? Mm. Every day. Mm.
1: <laughs> Every single day i mean again it's been so hard uh in terms of of dealing with my father and my husband together at the same time i don't know if you have any experience with working with family it It takes something (laughs) (laughs) it requires some capabilities that plus there is one very important thing my husband and my father are
0: completely different and right okay
1: two completely different universes. so for me balancing between them wow it was not easy many times and mm. of course i got so many times say why why am i doing it? even my father asked me why are you doing it mm. <laughs> But I felt I had to. Mm,
2: mm.
1: So every day that I had that question going in my head, why the hell am I doing it? I would then breathe deep and then something would happen that made me realize why I was doing mm. <laughs> it. Take incredible. me back to You are in the right place.
0: Yeah. yeah. And now it's really something of a legacy. Um, you know, I, I dare say when you were in that in that stage of, sh- you know, shall I give up? Shall I keep going and bringing yourself back all the time? Um, it didn't occur necessarily as a legacy, but it must be something that you're inherently very proud of that, you know, that that this exists and not just because it exists, but because of what it makes available for local people, for tourists. I mean it's really a place that welcomes anybody and everybody, isn't it? And and has and has opportunity for everybody in the sense if you want a quiet moment, you come in for the quiet moment if you want to be with the animals. I mean it offers so much to every type of person. Am I right?
1: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is sometimes so sometimes they ask me to describe the park and I'm like, I can't really. You should really come and visit it depends on what you're looking for it depends what your mood is it depends how much time you have it depends what weather there is and it can be a complete new experience every, every single day mm. uh, it is my therapy mm. when I feel down I just go around the park and do a little walk I have a couple of places that I need to go and sit for a second And I recharge and I go, my husband does the same. I have many friends that do the same, that work here again, working on a desert, small, tiny island can be challenging. So you Mm. need to distress going somewhere else or doing something for your own. Mm. Plus also, you know, I I live outside most of my time. It's a beautiful island with the perfect weather. And... But nature, green nature gives you a very different energy. Mm, The energy you have in the sun is the salt, is the rocks, is the ocean. So it's always it's the sun. When there's no sun, there is a freaking desert dust. (laughs) It's always kind of hard. It's always an energy that is very while the park gives me the the Mm. Personally, mm. uh, personally, need because I'm I'm a pita. I'm a super energized bunny that I need sometimes someone that takes me down and goes like, just sit and breathe, please. Mm. <laughs> I mean, to learn how to sit and breathe, I had to practice Ashtanga yoga for many years, practicing 90 minutes, sweating like a crazy person to then sit for two
2: minutes.
1: Yeah. So I I know I have the need of that but also I am fascinated by the fact that I know that every single person that walks in the park has the possibility to have a little seed in their head that tells mm. them it's possible. Mm. Yeah this is
0: something I wanted to talk more with you about because in your TED talk you talk about the making the impossible possible and You've demonstrated that on so many levels. You demonstrated it as a human because whatever you came up against within yourself, you went beyond it to fulfill on it. You could have given up. You could have gone home. You you, you had ample opportunity to do, to do something different, but you didn't. And your husband didn't. Um, and the park itself almost literally is a living demonstration of the impossible being possible. You know, Absolutely. if you if it's salt and desert and ocean, and you've got a green oasis in the middle of it, so um, does 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 that in itself inspire people to believe and to have faith that you know they can go beyond themselves, they can uh,
2: you know
1: yeah. mm. mostly mostly for Cape Flunian, mm. so you know locals. So many times that they come to me and they're like, "Thank you." Mm. Thank you because you made me realize that it is possible for my country to be something. Mm. <laughs> it is possible for it is horrible that you know, the Cape Vedian have a have a very interesting history. Most of Cape Radians live abroad.
2: Mm.
1: There is a huge community out of Cabo Verde. And all of these people that were obliged to leave Cabo Verde back in the days because of hunger, basically, they or now they are they have been for they have children and grandchildren, and these new generations they are still very attached to Cabo Verde, mm-hmm. but they still consider Cabo Verde like oh, you know, oh yeah, that's where my grand grandparents used to live. in it. in a in a a little cob house (laughs) so that and when they come here and they see that they are like oh my god you made me realize that my country can actually be amazing you make me realize that if we do something here we can improve the state and and sometimes it's funny because they're like why in Italian and not a Cape Verdean? Did it, and that's when I realized because it doesn't matter if it's Italian or Cape Verdean. I'm a person, and I did it. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. When I was in TEDx, actually, that part of the my that part of my speech of "I'm from this planet" came out after being with a TEDx um, organization for a while, because most of the guys that came to give the speech were Cape Canadians that live abroad. And when they met me, they're like, oh, so who are you? Oh, you're Italian. Oh, you live, live in South? Because for, for a good Cape Canadian, South is like, what? 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 Yeah. Why are you even thinking to live in that little rock? So, Sal is the most deserted one. The only reason why tourism is here is that Mussolini, back in the days, decided to use the, the island of Sal to make an airport, which he would use to travel from Italy and then go to Argentina and Brazil. So the only reason, and of course, Sal was desert, flat, they came here, took some rocks out. The Portuguese were not interested at all. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, go so do your airport. So that is the only reason why São is so important nowadays. But for someone that comes from any other island, São is that little tiny rock that is a desert and nothing grows. Mm-hmm. So for a Cape Verdean that has for his whole life had these very strong idea in his head coming to my park and seeing that he's like, wow. <laughs> mm. And when they kept insisting on why, why, why are you doing it? Why are you not take Verdean? Like, and, and then I should not do anything mm. <laughs> nicer for these country. Like, I don't understand. Mm. So, yeah. Eh.
0: And and that's an interesting point, because you obviously could have chosen to, you you know, you either could have lived your comfortable life in Italy, or you could have lived a comfortable life as an expat, an expat lifestyle um, within Cape Verde. But you integrated into society for real through language, through what you created and everything else. Um, And um, so I, it must. I can understand why it's so inspiring, and maybe sometimes surprising. You know why people would be a bit like, like you say, they're a bit taken aback.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I didn't realize that until I went to TEDx and had those many conversations. I was like, okay, now, nah. This <laughs> stop. I'm so weird. <laughs> <laughs> i knew it was weird
0: but (laughs) yeah unusual and um did 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 you you know i mean oh yeah no sorry did you sorry let me say this i'll get them to cut that sorry there was something i wanted to say um so this was a series of firsts all these things that you've done do you think Mm -hmm. you've got another first up your sleeve is there something else um, that is, 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 it, is it really? Is 100%
1: it... <laughs> I'm 100% sure there will be another person.
0: <laughs> right. Do you know what it is? Have you got an inkling of an idea that you know. might not be ready to share, but there's something? Not
1: yet. I don't, I don't think sharing is good when it's not.
0: But but what I am no, no, no. But is you, you're aware that there's.
1: Yeah. A, oh, OK. I, I Exciting. I never okay. have only one idea I only I always have like five or six ideas and then maybe one realizes now and then the other you know mm. I don't know I put I put them out there and then I see what happens amazing
0: <laughs> and you know one of the things I'm seeing in what you've done is I think um you've mentioned this to me in the in us talking prior to the podcast but it's but it really inspired me it's about trusting the process and um is there anything you want to say more about that because it is it is really challenging to have a dream a vision a mission whatever it is and to and you've already talked about staying fast to it and each day getting present and you know asking yourself why but what what other ways have you found to trust the process particularly when you're somewhere It's you know when when you're in your own country one that you don't question you just grew up there you do what you do it's a bit different the idea of trusting the process is a little bit of of a different phenomenon so yeah yeah so when you're not in your own country what what would you like to share that it's about trusting. What I the do process. is try
1: not to talk about that too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend I it doesn't exist. <laughs> Which is really I mean, non-attachment. When I when I went to do my teacher training, um I had to start, we were studying all the, the, the philosophical part of <clears> of yoga. Mm. I'm, I'm not here to, to be a yoga crazy, um, I have always been very spiritual. I didn't start yoga to actually find the spiritual part of yoga, I just wanted to be more fit. Mm. But then I realized how fascinating it is, this, this uh, philosophy. And I actually did a teacher training because not having a yoga studio on the island. It's a little hard, so I actually made the teacher training for myself, and then I ended up teaching yoga. Something also I always say I will never do that. <laughs> I did. Um, there are there are all these these few. It's like the the commandments in the, in the, in Christianity. So, and one of these is the known attachment. And I think I have been practicing it here on the island so much that I mastered it. Because when you live on an island, like so basically when I moved here, there was no one supermarket. Not even one. Not even one supermarket with a trolley.
2: Mm.
1: Not one on the whole island. I had to go on on Saturdays. I would go to do the shopping, and that meant going to four or five different little places to get onion there, if there were onions. <laughs> so you know, and being Italian with the cuisine we have in Italy, it is no fun. <laughs> So when I went to, after a few years here, I finally went to do my teacher training in 2014, and that's when the park was actually mm. getting something,
2: mm. and while
1: I was there, while I was in teacher training, I remember sitting with one of my teachers and saying, I actually don't know what I'm doing there. <laughs> I actually have a greenhouse and- garden part and i had my first donkey so like i don't know what i'm doing there i have no freaking idea what's going to happen but that's why i'm here (laughs) i basically run away (laughs) to give myself space and come back and see what happens and that was the best thing i could do for two months i was out of here i already Without even knowing, I had already created all the basics, but I would never saw that if I didn't go away for a couple of months and then come back.
0: When when you went to do the teacher training? <laughs>
1: In my head, that yeah. also me so much. When they were talking about non-attachment, I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. I don't need this class. <laughs> I think I mastered it already. <laughs> And yeah, I'm mastering the feel every single day. I mean today I've been home all day to wait for the electrician.
0: Mm. Say a little bit more about the non attachment.
1: Well, non attachment is you love cheese. hmm I I'm crazy about cheese. I'm Italian. I I love, I love cheese. I mean the third thing I eat when I go home the cheesy all my family I go to my sisters she will have one cheese for me I go to my mom she will to have one cheese for me because I know they know I'm crazy about cheese you know I don't really eat cheese here
2: because
1: mm. I don't find it and the one I find is not the same that I'm used to mm. but I have learned but it's not that I'm here going crazy because I don't have my cheese I refuse to live like many people live here with boxes coming back from 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 Europe for them weekly because, oh, they want their tree and they want their tea and they want their that. Like, you can't fight all that. You can't always be wanting something that is not supposed to be there.
2: Mm.
1: That gives you. So much unhappiness in your life.
2: Mm.
1: So when you are suffering, when you're constantly suffering, because oh my god, that thing didn't go as I wanted. Oh my god, I couldn't eat what I wanted. Oh my god, I couldn't go where I want. Oh my god, you're you're creating for yourself and your life is sadness
2: Mm.
1: that will stick with you Mm. in anything else you do, Mm. and that poison. Mm. Basically, in your life, so non-attachment is that feeling that okay, I can't have it. It's not okay. That's it. Um,
0: it's not about giving up. No,
1: it's not giving up
0: or being resigned. It it's more about I acceptance
2: of done how your things very are.
1: Best to get to there, you have done your very best to ask a friend to bring you a mozzarella, but he didn't because whatever. Well. And that helped me to survive, basically, mm. because here mostly you have no control on
2: mm. anything, mm.
1: not even the most basic thing. The so really- a bit,
0: a bit like waiting for the electrician today. <laughs> you weren't attached to if, if I parallel it, you weren't attached to the electrician coming, and he'll come so, or he won't come. I and
1: it, I- Scream at him.
0: <laughs> but you have electricity. So he did well,
1: come. I did that not because I really wanted him to come. I'm like, Guy, come on. Tomorrow, just advise me. So I go back to work. <laughs> so I make my point there. Like, I had another, oh, I, I had an appointment with a notary today, and it was canceled without even telling me anything. So I had to talk to the lawyer, and it's not that I am like, okay, oh, no, it didn't happen. That's it.
2: Mm.
1: It didn't happen. Let's see when we make it happen again. But, hey, let's try to learn a lesson here. Maybe Mm. next time, it would be nice if you advise, advise me. That would be so nice. So I'm always it's not that I'm just accepting that this place is is like is like it is. Mm. I don't think it I don't think that's good. Actually and today my lawyer was like, Oh yeah, but don't get stressed. I'm like <laughs> I'm not stressed. I'm making the point because we need this country to develop and if we don't complain about things like it's a notary, it's a public service and we had an appointment. He cannot just Cancel without advising because we have, you know, a life. Mm. So I will not make my life miserable because mm. that didn't happen. Mm. I will not stop making the point of on how things should happen or not. But it's okay. Mm. We found a solution. Yeah. Nobody died.
2: Mm.
1: okay. There is always. Something that you cannot plan, accept it, but do your very best not to just make life take you around. When I when I say flow in life is not just let yourself go and (laughs) and get the 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 waves to do whatever they want with you. Is that is that let go but stand your ground.
0: Yeah, and essentially what you're talking about is having things be workable anyway. It, it's, you know, that that's what you're rooting for, um, is things to be workable for everybody in that situation, whether it's the electrician or the notary. or um, and, and I can imagine that, um, it, you know, I'm reminded of the song, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. You know, it's like all the different things that you come up against, you need to be a match for what is required and that's what you've stepped into you've had to you've had to step up or step into who you need to be to realize whatever it is your goal is Um, and time and time again and on a daily basis for this eco park to be the living proof of what you're talking about
1: (laughs) But, uh, sometimes I talk to my sister she's like Chris why are you still doing it'm like I I don't know <laughs> but I love it. and you know what when you achieve something here mm. it's not the same as achieving it back in Italy mm. if I had done the same thing I'm doing here in Italy I'm gonna feel so proud of myself mm. So oh, this is also finally fascinating yeah mm. everything is so hard but sometimes you just get you just get to do oh actually you just go to the supermarket and find everything you wanted mm. and you feel like you won the lottery
0: mm. <laughs> yeah that day was easy on that occasion yeah <laughs> And yes. then you can go back to your, and and on a day when it hasn't gone so well you can go to your beautiful park and breathe
1: yeah absolutely
2: mm, mm. do
1: my yoga here at home and you know whatever mm, mm. It, you we all and and I don't think that the park is is a is a cure for everybody mm. also I had a conversation also a few days ago with a with a lady she was like, oh my god I love the park. You should do so much more advertisement. And like, well, I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, at the moment, I really like the fact that not everybody comes to the park. Because it, mm. it, it's not for everybody. Mm. Nothing is for everybody.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: You do you. I do me. You know. We we all are people. What I like you might not like. So I will never push you Mm. to come to the park because you have you it's beautiful. You you must come. Mm. No. Taking people that don't have a little sensibility to the park could be no good for my business.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: And I'm aware of that. So Mm. I'm like No big advertisement. The island is so small that if you want, if you're interested, you will find it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think what you're saying is very relevant for the way people move countries. You do you and I'll do me. You know, it's like, you, you know, if some people wish to live the expat lifestyle and do that, that's absolutely fine. And if some people want to really integrate into the society and learn languages and become part of the community you know it, it really it, it I, I i suppose it takes all sorts for everything to be how it is but it is really
1: interesting i always say in italy we have a thing that is really funny the in, in mondo the word is beautiful because it's it's uh it's a variety of Mm. we're not all the same and mm. that's how this planet is beautiful because mm. we are all completely different and I totally appreciate that I mean me more than anybody knows that I have a sister that is my, my antithesis She's like nothing <laughs> like me sometimes I'm, I'm also surprised that we are sisters <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's it i mean and i love her for being herself and and like everything that i wouldn't and and she loves me for liking everything that she wouldn't Mm. that's fascinating actually when you see this i was about to say
0: then you get to share it all and you get double
1: (laughs) there's also another concept that i put in my TEDx talk points of view i live with a husband that is a little bit What I think is perfect, what you think is wrong, because there is one way to do things, and this is the right way you should learn. So that made me realize how difficult it is for a person like that to live in this world. (laughs) Because that's a big problem for him. He's suffering all the time. Because, of course, nobody does things as you like. Mm. Because otherwise you would be doing it.
2: There is Mm. nobody that
1: can do things as you do because there is just one you. Mm. And it takes me a lot of work to understand my husband. We have been together for 20 years, so Mm. it's been a lot of (laughs) work out, you know. And, And really, it is fascinating how you, when you try to enter in someone's mind, And user's perspective is like, whoa, (laughs) something that you cannot do if you really respect the other person. Mm. Because if you don't respect the other person, you will wear their glasses and go like, oh, this is fucking wrong.
2: Mm.
1: This is so wrong. You cannot think like that. That's not good. To be able to... Appreciate someone else's view. You really have to respect them. Mm. Respect yourself because you really also have to keep your idea. You can't just go and, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you think so. Go inside everybody's mind. So, yeah, perspective is an amazing thing. Mm. We should learn that at school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Use perspective. To survive mm. Mm.
0: these wars. And there's something you said um, the other day about stop and look. Say say um, something. You said the expression stop and look.
1: Stop and look.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I always say stop. Stop and smell the stop and smell the flowers. <laughs> stop
0: and smell the flowers. Yeah.
1: Or eat the flowers when yeah. <laughs> when I'm talking about my donkey Um we should do that much more often. And that's actually a thing that I need to do a lot, you know? The perspective thing I learned it with other people. I've always had a facility to change my perspective and my problem is the opposite. I have to remember that I had a place and then I had an idea and <laughs> and try to keep it. Mm. Otherwise, I'm going everywhere. All over the place. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes we just need to stop mm. and look around us and see that we are in the right
2: place. Mm. Or not. Mm.
1: But you will not see that if you don't stop. Step back. And then you go back in and you're like, okay, now I know what to do. Mm. I try to do it sometimes. It's not easy, of course. That's Mm. that's the one thing you're always mostly in the last few years with the pandemic and then building the golf course and then opening the golf course and then building another nine holes. It's been since since November nineteen. I feel like my life has gone (laughs) blah 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 blah. But the house made works, it's like So I know I am at a point where I should stop, walk out the door, look in from the window (laughs) and then go back in with another idea.
2: Mm, mm.
1: But I'm working on that.
0: Mm, Excellent. Oh, I'm very curious what you'll be up to next. Um, but I really want to congratulate you on, and I'm sure lots of other people do this directly to to your face when they visit the park. But on what you have accomplished and what you're making possible for the community and the environment, both spiritually and emotionally, and having people believe in themselves, but also for people like me, you know, we move countries and it's not easy to integrate. It's not easy to always think we we can fit in, never main, never mind, make our mark. So it's a very yeah, inspiring and story. And
1: at the same time, you never fit completely.
2: You
1: know? mm, mm. But you have to accept it because you're yeah. not from there. Yeah. And I'm not accepted, you know. Sometimes they're like, oh, you're Cape I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, sure, but also not.
2: Mm. That's
1: okay, I'm Paola. Mm. Hello. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly exactly
1: i am paula and that's more than enough words. Yeah. i'm lucky enough that here it's such a purpuri of countries i mean Cape regions themselves are a mixture of races and that sal island specifically has so much foreign living and also Cape regions themselves are so used to live abroad or have family abroad so there is a Amazing opening, mm. but still I'm the white lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand it because you know, from their perspective, I am the, <laughs> the weird white lady that decided to stay here. Who knows why? So <laughs> uh, you, we have we have to accept sometimes that there are some limits to the actual the actual integrating in another community but that happens back home mm. Um, from in italy my mom is from the south of italy and my father is from the north you know melissa my cousin her father is also from another south <laughs> from one of the islands so it's kind of a and and it's the same country but you know italy we are crazy so we consider ourselves so different we are so different mm. and that's probably when i started to realize that does not really matter mm. now being a part of the community you decide how you want to be when you want to be and and with whom because really as always then in the community there are communities mm. so i guess when you travel abroad when you live abroad you just have to find a way to integrate without pushing it too much because again yeah. you're a foreigner yeah so like that
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: and actually yeah. cherish that because as as you are on a new country on a different country you are you're eating then you you have the possibility to learn so much of the new culture which I think it fascinating and it's the most amazing thing of living on another country mm, absolutely. So I guess what I like is that it gives you so many different perspectives mm. that enrich your mind so much when you have so many different perspectives and ideas and visions then living is easier
0: mm. yeah and that you might not necessarily have had at home you might have done, but yeah. not necessarily. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, exactly.
0: Wonderful, thank you, thank you very much for spending um, your evening in the in the desert dust, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 uh, you know sharing this um, experience with me because I do find it really by- revitalizing, really to literally like the green grass that you sow, it is literally revitalising, um, knowing that it just a tangible realisation of a dream. That's what I hear. And I think it's very beautiful. Thank you.
1: Great. Claire, thank you so much. You know, talking about this story makes me realise sometimes that I love it.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It remind <laughs>
2: it
0: reminds you that you actually do. <laughs> yeah. That's lovely. Yeah, in the, in
1: the everyday life I'm running around like crazy bunny, just solving problems. The problem solver.
2: Mm. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> Fabulous.
1: Yeah, thank, thank you. you so
0: much. You're thank very you. welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here.